Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Ruby, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Haley Neighbors. Hello. And Maddie Potter. Hello. We're talking the latest episode of Ruby the Extremely Eventful and Controversial with Friends Like These, Chapter 12 of Volume 7 of Ruby. This is so much worse now that I know what happens in this episode. I completely forgot. Um, This is an appropriate name, I think, for what they're going for in the episode. I'll say I that a- without commenting, yeah. you know, it, it makes sense that this is the end of the episode. Um, yeah, I think uh, many people will be eager to hear our thoughts on this uh, big episode of Ruby. So make sure you've seen with friends like these at uh, and then come back and watch uh, the, and then come back and listen to this. Also, check out our previous Ruby podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. Search for us on your podcast app, Overly Animated Ruby, our YouTube, YouTube.com slash Overly Animated. And we're also on Spotify. Search for us there. So. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm interested. I'm interested. What we're gonna get into here? Uh, there's a lot going on, Haley. Uh, what do you What do you think of this? <laughs> what was your reactions? And what do you think of the episode? I I don't know. I'm still confused. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like like a lot happened, but also not as many big, like larger scale things happened as I was expecting. Given that we only had two episodes left, mm-hmm. and like they've set all this stuff up, stuff up. I thought like something more was going to happen besides all these fights. But then Clover died and that was like, whoa, okay. Um, And I think is a waste of a character, but I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, I was just mentioning too that I I didn't catch him saying good luck as he died. And that just... First of all, how dare you for missing the best line of the episode. I know. I don't know how I missed that because I would have been just like cackling in response, but I I didn't. Um, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think there was like some good fights happening in here. Um, That was fun, but it it, it was good. It was just like, how is there only one more episode left? Because I feel like like Salem's going to arrive. I don't. Atlas is all going to crumble to the ground. Where are the monkeys? <laughs> okay. Where are the monkeys? Okay. Yeah, this is all beyond. But I think this episode itself is, in my opinion, objectively good. Okay. Um. Yeah. Just looking oh, at wow. it. Wow. Okay. Objectively it's, good it's, from failing. It, it's good. It has terrible moments, but I think overall it's a generally good episode in terms of like structuring and everything else okay strong. but has a bad moment <laughs> okay strong take the chart off uh, maddie first stop bringing up monkeys earlier and earlier in the podcast <laughs> i stop it you can't make they, this they did not promise monkeys no and they they can absolutely <laughs> make the last season stinger monkeys and not bring them in so i don't i take issue um yeah and when <laughs> actual comment was <laughs> When Haley's like, yeah, big things didn't happen this episode. Yeah, well, it's because last episode, it's like Salem's coming and she didn't come this episode. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, like, yeah okay. this is true. Okay. <laughs> did not just did not happen. Oh. Um, okay. Uh, Maddie, what do you think of this? Ruby okay. Episode? Legitimately, the biggest thing that happened is Dylan. We have extendo legs now. Mm-hmm. There was um, extendo th- limbs were on full display this episode. Yeah, limbs yeah in this general. is the first extendo legs we've ever gotten, Dylan. So you must I, love it then. I this might be my least favorite episode of Ruby that's ever happened, Dylan. Ever happened? Okay, oh, no. Okay, why? I mean, I mean, Clover. Clover happened, Dylan. Yeah. In a very illogical way. What are your feelings about that? Okay, all right. There's a lot going on here. If, like, okay, I'll break this down. Because what happened with Crow, with Clover disagreeing, I don't like it i don't like clove like i like that they're characters and they're doing this but i mean like they've been flirting all season and now they're being forced against each other like okay sure for no reason like we're doing and like that's like frustrating but at least it's just like it, it you could at least say like oh they're they're like expressing their frustration and like their tension between each other in like a fight and that's whatever. And then Tyria gets involved, Dylan. Like he always does, and he made it the yeah, worst fa- thing I've favorite. ever seen. Your favorite character. He literally flanderized. He literally destroyed Crow's character, Dylan. Why did Why did Crow help Tyrion, a literal serial killer? Mm-hmm. I because Clover, they wanted him to die. <laughs> why? I think though? That's your answer. It makes no sense. I know. 
Crow doesn't want Clover dead. He's never wanted Clover dead. Not once. Why would he ever work with Tyrion? And he and Crow literally has beef with Tyrion. Like so much beef. I I I just this feels like the most queer baiting thing they've ever done, Dylan. Like this is le- like feels like legitimately like queer baiting. So we spent all season with them flirting together, and then we have this splash screen that's very similar to the one with Adam and Yang, and it's just. I am very upset with this. I am very upset that this is where the season was going. I'm very upset that they couldn't even be like they couldn't even give us the token like explicit love before Clover died. Like we we didn't even do that. Like they were just baiting on so many levels, and I hated it. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're probably gonna start off with that and break it down um, in detail. But uh, so definitely like. Uh, Affected your experience with the episode completely. Yeah, is what you're saying, and that's yeah. and that's the problem because the fights, the choreography might be some of the best they've ever had. We had like all the fights this episode were at least with characters I I wanted to see. Like because I I Crow, they made me care about Crow, Dylan. They worked. They did it last season. They spent six seasons trying to make me like Crow, and they did it. And then they made Crow do this. And then Team Ruby's finally having a big fight all four of them together and they're working together and it's really cathartic and the and there's a song and there's really great choreography and then they do this yeah okay i think i think it's a fair reaction um i'm, I'm done now i'm okay. yelled you're, you're yelled i'm yelled out <laughs> yelled for now out. yeah well i think it'll come back when we get break it down yeah, but no, <laughs> that's my prediction well, why why would you say that dylan i've never yelled so much throughout ruby podcast yeah impossible Who, never we, we, we wouldn't do that right um no <laughs> Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. And I've seen a lot of frustration from a lot of people about this episode, and I understand it. Um, I'm weirdly detached from the Clover death, I think, for a few reasons, one of which is we've been talking about it on this podcast for a while. Um, I not doesn't absolve it or affect it or anything, but, um, you know, I was, I was expecting this. Like, this is probably one of the best, Same. the most correct Same. things we've ever called, I think, uh, like we were saying this weeks ago. Um, but, uh, and I, and I just, it, there was like an element of ridiculousness with the semblances, which never really attached me to the characters or the romance or anything. So, um, that's probably why. How did why you bring up semblances? For me, Dylan. I'm sorry. I apologize to all our listeners. <laughs> um, that that uh, that so that's probably why I didn't really react. Uh, like this was not how I saw it going. I mean, the uh, Clover ends by saying "Good luck." That's how we saw it going. You know, like I I several times on this podcast acted out how the scene would go. I think uh, in seven. Yep. And this was it wasn't exactly right, but this is about. I mean, I thought it would be like a dramatic they, sacrifice for love. Yeah, and it wasn't they made that. it worse somehow. Yeah, it, it's definitely the biggest flaw of this episode. It, like other than you know the I th- I think a lot of what's wrong with Crow and Clover is like the whole season and Rooster Teeth's handling fault, but also this episode doesn't handle it well. Like. The biggest problem in, or just the most glaring problem is just the logic of Crow working with Tyrion and also Clover working against Crow when Tyrion's there. It's, it's, it, it just doesn't, uh, what scan is that? Yeah. It's it like just doesn't make any sense. Um, that being said, um, because I was detached, I guess, from the ending, I, I, I did, I didn't, it didn't necessarily affect, at least on first viewing, I've, it's more complicated seeing the reactions and stuff. Um, but on first viewing, I was just like loving the Ruby fight scenes. Um, honestly, every, this, this episode really stands out to me throughout the season because I was engaged with every single scene. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, was, I agree. I was very interested. Like, finally, after being completely disinterested in large parts of the plot this season, every, moment of this episode was interesting to me i really cared about the ruby fight i really cared about the crow and clover fight um i i cared about the winter and penny stuff and then there's the stupid scene with uh with jim and friends and that and but i care about that too because uh neo's there but um so i was really engaged this episode and like production values wise like animation everything that went the crew the crew be the crew ran and went into this like i think this is the most well-produced episode of the show ever um it's it's gorgeous the fight scenes are dynamic like this is this is like what the show lost i think a few seasons ago and the, these scenes are just snappy and uh like fast-paced and engaging and full of gorgeous shots um, there's a great song mm-hmm. in it. 
Um, I, I think this applies to like the Crow Clover stuff too. I think that fight fight is very well uh, like animated and stuff like that, and then every all I really the production liked the elements setting too because it was it was a neat perspective to see where they were on the water and atlas was above them and you could see mantle in the distance yeah and then the ending scene as infuriating as it, it might as yeah, it is it's, so it's, pretty. it's gorgeous. gorgeous the snow is falling as the sun rises and it's this pink hue it's it's this episode's gorgeous um it's like this isn't that important of an opinion i think we're what we're about to talk about is more important but i do think this like might be for me be like the best or second best episode of the season but um like i completely understand if it's disqualified by the last episode for me i was detached from it i think that's um like i i do think my reaction is is valid i don't think the show like I, did a, it, it did a ton to invest us in the characters but some people absolutely were regardless and that that's completely fine but it also is like objectively like like from an overall like social issue standpoint kind of very frustrating and asterisk may or may not be even more frustrating depending on next week which we're about to talk about i think so um Dylan, i think you're right like this episode is very well produced it's like so beautiful and i just how can they get how can they put so much effort, so much work into this and talk so much about LGBT issues and then come out with this? Um, yeah. So I first thing I want to say is I getting into the Crow and Clover, like, I mean, we can't talk about the other parts of the episodes without just having a large discussion on on this and representation and rooster teeth and stuff. So let's get into that. I, I think the first thing is they didn't I think they didn't want to make Crow and Clover explicit. Because they knew they were fridge and clover the whole time. Like, I think that... They They're just don't fridge him! That's how simple it is! <laughs> right. I, I. So, my reading of this character and this arc was always kind of like this tragedy. I know not everyone has read it this way. But I've always said, like, this is a character that's been introduced to die. Like, you don't have a good luck character without being... Like, the show is like, oh, I'm edgy. I'm going to do the opposite of, you know, what, like, what the thing is. So, here's the good luck character. They're not going to have good luck. They're going to die at the end. Um, also it's like Crow is on the up and up and wow, the irony of the person he attaches to and, and has his best connection with all show, he, he dies, he has to fight him. Um, this is all like very Ruby kind of material. Um, to, to a certain extent, I think it's kind of standard dramatic, um, tragedy fair. Like I think in their minds, that's what they're doing. Like, I think they're trying to do that type of arc. And so it's like. They're not viewing maybe that this is fans got really attached to their romance and this is like very bad from like a, a queer issues perspective and also just from a, a MLM perspective, like male romance on the show. They're like, there's none. And this is kind of the first one they did and then uh, ends like this. And like, here's the thing. This is when you just have a token straight relationship. Just do that. You didn't need this. Like, honestly, I'm never, like, one to, like, not have gay, but it honestly would have just been better if Clover was a woman and they didn't bait us all season. Like, this is just awful. Because they they obviously have ideas of what they want, Dylan. They obviously thought about it being gay because they flirted. Like, you can't – like, they, there was – even if it wasn't explicit, they flirted. Some, some, some people do not see it, which is like, crazy. Okay. Which is, I don't understand. They're wrong. Okay? Yeah. Let's just put those people aside. They're wrong because I think you don't know what flirting is, if that's true, because that was 100% flirting. Yeah, and those and like, if, loving looks at the end, yeah. that was very, yeah. They, <laughs> very yeah, died in crow's arms at the sun at a sunrise. Like, yep. they're like, they're gay. Like, I don't think that's in dispute. What's in dispute is the fact that it wasn't explicit. Like, it just wasn't. And they can do all that. They realize that it's bad that they're fridging their gay, and they don't just make the connection of, hey, what if we just don't fridge the gay? It's that simple. Like, they can still have Clover and Crow be tragic. You just don't have to kill one of them. That's a great point. Like, like they can fight. Like, I... Like, this is actually kind of a standard TV plot where I just saw this in the last season of the latest season in The Expanse, where there's like a romance and one of the characters ends up following orders. And I mean, that's kind of, and you know, like, so it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's like conflict on like these two sides and there's a conflict from one of them having to go against the other. This is like pretty standard fare, I think. Um, but I think it but, but they, but yeah, you don't have to kill Clover. That's right. Why can't you just, uh, get arrested or, or one, one of them leaves least... or something? Yeah, exactly. And even if they like, I, I, I feel the same as you, Dylan, where I, I never was that invested in them. Like, they're cool, but they weren't my focus necessarily. And I agree too. It was like, they, 
the the team can't um, resist killing off the good luck character. But they could have done it in a way like how we were predicting, where oh he sacrifices himself for Crow or something like that, rather than like Crow somehow causing his death in the most illogical way possible. That's out of character. Like you can just see the the manipulating of the scene so clearly, and I think that adds to it. You know, it's not even like oh they did all of this and he sacrificed himself and now he's dead. It's like it was just in a so like a really stupid way, you know. I think that there's a confluence that we're talking about of the kind of stupidness of the logic of the scene combined mm-hmm. with the fridging. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Where it's just like it's just oh, so you didn't care about this relationship at all. Like if they were willing to put all this effort into like other things and whatnot and make this this whole scene be a really important part of the episode and really dramatic and and put all this great production value into it and everything but then just make it completely illogical it it's so weird like it does it just doesn't match up because it seems like they were trying to have this be a big moment but then they didn't invest in it very much and and it it not that it's good if he, if it was like done really well and he died that would still be terrible but at least it wouldn't be also like it was pointless you know like this this could have been avoided yeah like, M- maddie so- what if what if it's the thing we we predicted where Clover, maybe they fight, but then Clover realizes the error, like that he should be going with Crow, and he sacrifices yeah. himself to save Crow's life, and they maybe have an "I love you" at the end, but he still dies, like still fridging, you know? Is yes. and and, and then it's explicit. Is it worse? Is it better? Yeah, right. I don't, I don't and, know. and like there, but in that case, at least Crow isn't like actively killing Clover, like because yeah. Crow actively kills Clover here. Like he just throws. Like it doesn't even make sense in character why Crow did yeah. this. Like, yeah, to, to be I, clear, I don't think I don't think Crow wants Clover to die at any point this episode. But he no, is, he, he does want him like taken down. down. Yeah, but but at the same time, Crow knows Tyrion's a murderer. Exactly. You're right. It it doesn't make any sense. He doesn't like, want to like, die, but at the same time, like he's inviting this by working with Tyrion. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, I thought the whole fight, Dylan. Like, I thought this whole fight was going to be leading up to them having a knowing look and then turn on Tyrion like at the like a split second. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fight. And it's a subversion of the audience. Like, 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 someone like, saying Robin wakes up or something. Yeah, you know? I thought something was going to happen. Because also Robin, she's just useless this episode. Yeah, all our previous complaints about Robin's involvement yeah. in Plotterville. Like, she's a nothing character this season. And the Huntresses. Like, I'm just mad about that too now. Like, maybe the Huntresses would have showed up and helped. Like, they could have showed up and helped. That'd be cool. It's weird. This is one of those scenes where you can imagine... Five different ways it could have gone differently, and they they, they were all, all would have been better. Probably all better. Yeah. This is all like this is just like this is the worst way they could have done it. Because I literally, if you handed me a scene and said, "Here's what all the character choices are," like all the character like motivations in this scene are, this is not at all anywhere I would have gone with it. And like I want to be clear here, like I don't think I was clear at the beginning. I'm not a huge crow clover shipper. Like I feel this way, and I'm just mad because like this is what seven years of bad faith has done to me. It's just like they've been promising for seven seasons gay and they haven't delivered. They gave us Ilya. They gave us the wives last season. And that's it. That is it. They're all characters who were gone after a couple episodes and just don't matter much. And there were other problems with Ilya. And then we get this and we still don't have Bumblebee explicit. This was teased all season and one of them's killed. Like there's. Also, the thing of the trans thing that I'm waiting to talk about next week, just in case it somehow comes up next zero week. Zero chance still, that comes up next week. But yeah. what, what, zero chance, Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm still waiting because I know someone will say I should wait till the end. Luckily, Clover's dead, so I could just say this is not <laughs> happening now. Yeah, you I just literally secretly zombie grim. Uh, no, um, yeah, yeah, okay. First of all, I want to acknowledge the because none of us, I guess, are big fair game shippers as we talked about. I definitely want to acknowledge the fair game shippers and. And they're what they're going through right now with this episode. And I think it's like very valid to get attached to this romance is extremely appealing. It's an it's the first kind of uh, legitimate male male like ship that was presented to us. And uh, people are like really upset. And I think they they absolutely can be like personally, I think a lot of people were misreading where this arc was going. Um, But it doesn't and like, but it's not the audience's job to be genre savvy like like we like yes people were wrong about what was gonna happen but like it's it's people's reactions are valid like just because you weren't genre savvy like don't it it doesn't mean that uh people so um 
I, I think like this is pretty pretty rough if you were attached to these characters, which I think the show actively tries to invite you to, and, and then make this more tragic. Like I think that's the mm-hmm. point of the arc is like uh, make these characters ap- and their interaction appealing, and then uh, have this be and a tragic. Kill them off, yeah. and, and I think everything up to Tyrion joining the fight does is done well. I think it's great. Like they have this standoff, they have this moment where they're both looking at each other, and like you think they're gonna have a dumb fight with good and bad luck semblances, and it's gonna be silly, but like we spent a season building them up of like crows had this arc of like becoming better and like becoming a better person for himself and we get to this point we get to this fight and this is it this is crow choosing to be a good person over doing like the thing that he wants to do for once but like it's or like having to choose between those i mean choosing between what he wants to do and what he thinks is right and like they somehow made it the worst of both worlds and made him like regress so far like how do we continue with crow as a character like i don't even like crow anymore like i can't i think part of the issue here too is that the by deciding to frame the fight in this context of crow being the one to basically cause clover's death the writers seem to have a plan of making crow again for the 15th time have a storyline of him like struggling and, and regressing and and just overall feeling terrible it's like we've already done this we've moved on he's had like he's moved past this uh at least partially and he seems to be getting a lot better this season and he was an enjoyable character to be around and was supporting the team and having all these good things and it's like i just don't get why why they feel like they have to punish him again (laughs) because you know like he he could have he could have moved on but it seems like now he's just going to regress again like I, 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 a don't think that character deserves it, and B, I think there's, as they've shown us, a lot of other storylines and characters that we have, and it's like again, why are we doing this again? <laughs> you know, like he he could have had a good future, but yeah. they just keep wanting to punish Crow. Yeah, absolutely. And, old. Yeah. and I and again, you could still punish Crow, and Clover mm-hmm. doesn't need to die. Exactly. Yeah. Like so you, yeah, you can do that, but also I also think like on its own, you know. A lot of people are attached to Crow now as him proving they're seeing themselves in Crow and like improving his people. And then, mm-hmm. um, they're just kind of repeating this. They are kind of repeating the same story point with him. And it is, it is frustrating. And, um, I think it's like less impactful because, okay, it's like, yeah, this is the Crow character. This is what would happen to the Crow character. It's like, We're oh, just okay. going to do this for, you know, five more seasons with, with Crow. Um, this is what we didn't kill him earlier to do to have him <laughs> repeat the same yeah, kind of story right? points. And then, and then the other point of like how, illogically crow is acting like I, th- I think this is a new new ground for ruby i don't think character i can't think of another instance where a character has completely their a character's actions have not made any sense before in an episode yeah like i think this is pretty rare and uh um i mean how do you proceed i think you just ignore him in this episode like i think <laughs> it makes more sense yeah. if you ignore what he was doing here um, and Tyrion's still alive. This I think this shows that Tyrion's going to keep living through this season, and that's a whole other bag of worms that I'm upset. Oh yeah, about. they would have killed Tyrion. Him and Crow, top of the death pool, every like, like all the time, <laughs> but they will never die. Yeah, like if like at the very least, like couldn't Clover have killed Tyrion at the same moment he died? Like <laughs> the very least. Not That's sure how much better it would have been, but it would have made us feel uh, better about that character. Yeah, no, Tyrion. I you uh, you had a great read, Maddie, earlier. But it's like Tyrion is their coolest fight villain, so they're never killing him. Yeah, I yeah, think that's never. True. And he I still think. hasn't used the stupid tail. Yeah, uh, not much tail. Considering this is a Tyrion season, not enough tail action. Honestly, like he didn't kill him with the tail; he killed him with Crow's weapon. <laughs> Yeah, he hasn't. Why does he have the stupid tail? tail. (laughs) He keeps like surrounding his blades with purple mist and killing them, and the tail is just there. Yeah, uh, bad use of robot tail. I mean, come on. Um, so one of my reactions after this, after we see the way they handle this episode, is like, um, there's no way they're fridging Clover and not having Bumblebee kiss next week, right? Dylan, Dylan, you know that's not true. They could totally do that. It, you, you would think they, they, they could not walk away from writing this season with, with could, both this ending for fair game and the we no thought they were going to kiss when they met up again. But like, especially now, there's no way, right? I don't know. I don't know, man. 
<laughs> Dylan, I am like very convinced that they think they're doing a great job, and no, oh, yeah. they definitely do happen. think they're doing. They're doing I just don't. Great. I just now don't know, like what scene is going to be having quite enough of a moment where they can have that happen you yeah, know you, we would think yeah like last last uh, season there's the quiet ending to that but mm-hmm. like it's, they're not going to resolve the salem stuff like it's going to end with salem looming over them or there so yeah exactly. i don't know where when they're going to have a chance that sucks um here's the thing maybe it doesn't even make it much better if they do culminate bumblebee next week so from like a broader like queer rep perspective it's like right now they've never had a um so except for the minor couple of saffron and terracotta they have not had a happy gay stuff happening on the show ever um and they just had their least happy thing happen um so it would be good if we had a major happy couple gay thing happen but at the same time um i think a lot of fair games fans are feeling uh upset about how the show handles male male romances and bumblebee coming together doesn't fix that so I think that's valid if you don't care if even if Bumblebee happens next week, because really the show is like so hyper focused on teasing slash queer baiting uh, like these these female female ships. And they had the whole thing with the pilot from a few seasons ago, which really didn't happen on screen. Um, but uh, then the pilot died and then apparently it's like, oh, that pilot was gay. And uh, yeah. it's like we didn't want to say that in the show, but th- that's like the only thing. You still we, said we, it. You don't have to say it. You don't have to <laughs> go up on stage and say it. these things. Yeah. And then and then they and, and that's really been it. So now it's like all the 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 coded gay characters on the show have died. I guess Crow is still coded by. Um, he somehow lives. And uh, it's. Uh, yeah, uh, that, that's, that's, that's real. I, I, I have no sense that they, they understand this at all that, that, um, MLM fans of, of the show might, might feel upset about that. So I hope that they take that away from this episode. Not that, I mean, we're past the point of, uh, you know, it's like, it's, we'll take it away for next season, you know, or, you know, uh, it's, 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 we're, we're, we're past the, we're past it now. But like, Dylan, even if, like, Bumblebee Kiss next week and, and, like, that's just it. Like, this is the text. There's not, like, some weird, like, relic. Because I've seen some people be like, oh, they'll revive Clover with Relic. They're not doing that. Like, that's 100% not happening. They did this. Um, but, like, just in case it does, like, just ignore that. Like, we still have Bumblebee got together. And how much did we have of them this season? They didn't, like, flirt on screen. They didn't really do much together on screen. While Clover and Crow at least had, like, legitimate flirt scenes. Like, like dedicated to them i think i think bumblebee have flirted a lot on screen but you could argue you could definitely argue there's more fair game like i mean i just mean this season this no i think yeah yeah i mean i think we're forgetting a lot of the early stuff with bumblebee but yeah it's it's um yeah like like yang complimented blake's hair but it's always been shown as just like will they won't they crow and clover were always shown as like oh these two like each other they're just like (laughs) <laughs> they're just like dorks that don't know what to do yeah, with that's it. true there's no yeah there's no like obstacles like with, with bumblebee or anything mm-hmm. well there's no obstacles with bumblebee either <laughs> we're past the we're past that point um yeah so well we'll see how we feel after next week but uh, <laughs> you know I, how I'm feel. I, I expect it to be an hour-long episode <laughs> We'll get to be to, able to wrap up so, yeah, everything right how, how long is next week gonna be oh, we'll we're gonna be in to... atlas another season aren't we uh we might yeah, yeah. Well, we'll do predictions. At the end. We'll get back to Bumblebee. Yeah. Last thing, I think we've covered most of the points with Crow and Clover. The not, this is kind of a meta thing. We've we've referenced it, but it's just how Rooster Teeth handles things on like social media and um, otherwise, like not in the context of the show. But if if you could take away anything that anyone in Rooster Teeth has ever said about Ruby, a lot of stuff becomes less problematic. Unfortunately, yeah. um, I definitely think that they've been teasing fair game on official Twitter everywhere. accounts, crew accounts. Um, they, you know, it's not good for in an official capacity for you to kind of um, build up this investment in the first ever male male ship uh, on your show when you know that it's ending with one of them dying and since almost killing the other one like uh, very bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, similar things happening with Bumblebee, but we'll see. We'll talk about that next week, depending on how it ends. Um, yeah. I, I really wish they're, they would just shut up because every single thing they've said has just made it worse. Because, like, without their intentions, this is just, like, frustrating and stupid. But when you know that they've been, like, pushing this, it gets so it's much manipulative. Work. Yeah. And, like, I think I talked about this earlier. Like, it felt fading before this ending. 
And now it's just like, oh, you were just baiting because you've been posting. They posted every single clip of Crow and Clover on their Twitter every yeah. single week. And it was just like, look at this. Look at these gays. And it's just like. It's with not like respecting I- your audience at that point. Yeah. You know, to be like, oh, we're going to like make them like it. And then, and then, oh, but surprise them with him dying. It's like, just have a, a little bit of respect for your audience and, and don't do that. Have respect for more than your audience. Have <sighs> respect for people. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think it's absolutely manipulative. Uh, it doesn't mean they had malicious intent. I don't yes. necessarily think they I don't did. Think they're they just, did. they're just clueless, but it's still exactly. manipulative, even if they didn't know what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. Like they're, they're still trying to make you invested in this and then, and then have them die. They just don't understand that, uh, this being cool. the, the only male male couple on the show is really bad. Like, uh, this is, this isn't like teasing, like, oh, Zutara might happen. Like, this is like just, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and I much, think they view worse. it like that. I think they view it like that. They view it like how, like the ship, the the, the showrunners at on Avatar were like, "Oh, we're going to tease Zutar in like the finale trailer." Like, that's not what this is at all. It's already not nice to like people who run shows always underestimate the extent to which fans are attached to romances. So it's it's not necess- it's not super nice to tease any romance, but this no. is like on a way different level. Um, I just don't think they understand that like it's different. When you're like, when when it's a rep thing, when it's a thing where it's yeah, just it's, they they don't understand that, yeah, they don't, and 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 they think and like I think they're legitimately good people, and they just think it's the same, but that's just like the unaffected liberal take you can have, where you're just like this doesn't affect me, but oh, I think everyone can should love who they want, I think everyone can just be who they want, but. There's more to it than that. You actually have to fight for it. Like you don't have this problem. You're you just could say, "Oh, everyone can love whoever," and like not worry about it because you're not suffering from this. Yeah, it's it's a very privileged take by Richard Teeth, but there you know, and there's also like fair amount of queer people on the crew now, and it's it's disappointing, and I also feel bad for them, and like disappointed in some of them, and also feel bad for them, and feel bad for, like, this whole sit like, just all bad. Yeah. And, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad at, like, I can't point a finger at specific people. It's hard to say who specifically it is. I'm mad, I'm mad at specific people, because I think I know who they are, but I don't want to, like, point at them. What's really frustrating is that, like, we got new writers this season, and I don't think Yeah, they, they wrote I, this episode. Like, and I'm not saying it's their fault. I'm not saying that. But, like, if we get the lesbian relationship to happen and we got a lesbian writer this year like it says a lot that they understand that oh all of a sudden they understand like these lesbian relationships need respect when they have a lesbian writer on the team like but the male male relationship doesn't get love because there's no male gay male gay writer on the team like it just it's weird and frustrating and just like i guess weird is the right word it's just weird it's just like you can't see that this is wrong yeah, they don't see and they don't see it's wrong, and the people at the top, I think, are ultimately responsible. So I think, uh, yeah, um, just true of any show with any aspect of the show. Um, yeah, I think that that that's Sorry. a good stopping discussion. It's a good, a good. Uh, we'll we'll bring back the anger next week when they don't. Right. I mean, we co- I think we covered the aspects of how this is frustrating in a lot of different ways, and I, um, I, I'm tempted to talk about May here because I feel like this is just the right place to jump off to May because we're talking about the social media stuff. But I mean, they're not going to talk about maybe it. Maybe wait. Yeah. Well, we if I, you want to come back at then, we could do it at the end of this mm-hmm. one too. I, I'll do it next week. I'll do it okay. next week. Okay. 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 We'll, you'll, you'll, I'll uh, wait. I'll hold out some amount of hope. For okay. Everything we desire is going to happen next week. So, uh, speaking we, speaking of Bumblebee already a lot, I do think a lot of people's favorite parts of this episode were the Bumblebee moments in the Ruby fight. Um, they had some great team up stuff uh, to when they were fighting Elm. I I was I put Extendo Arm Dude in the outline. I was gonna look up his name later because I always forget. Um, but uh, Vine. I Vine. There you go. I didn't end up looking it up. So it's that's a stupid how much name. I, that's how much I care about him. Um, Elm and Vine. Yeah, they're they're fighting them, and they have some some great teamwork moments. There's a song playing during it, um, and uh, they they uh, like hit hit uh, Elm at the same time. Very reminiscent of the Adam kill for me, which is weird because like Elm's yeah. cool. Like Yeah, no, no, I, I definitely got the same vibe. Don't <laughs> murder don't murder Elm like that. Like like she's cool. Like, I like Elm. Don't, don't, for, like, I think the bigger thing is don't like relate Elm to Adam because yeah. they're not even close to yeah. the same level. Yeah. Um they had the state of cool split screen there. They're looking at each other a lot. A lot of them looking at each other all season, but um also during this. And um 
uh yeah I, re- I really enjoyed these parts Haley, what did you think of the the bumblebee stuff i think it was great like all of what you said was good um and i liked seeing them at, well i always like seeing them do like the combo move kind of yeah. things in the fights um and i think they did that effectively and also in a way that shows that they're like you know liking each other um and communicating all that good stuff uh but yeah no it was just like all of these ruby versus aesop fights i was very engaged in all of them um which was nice because the like the gunfight and stuff last episode was not it didn't really do it for me so this was just generally a lot better and it was nice to see our team um doing well <laughs> i think sometimes they yeah uh, how about okay how know? about this in, in general i've seen some other people upset that team ruby was able to take down aesop supposedly yes. the best fighters in in all of atlas yes. um did you did you, did can, you share that frustration i didn't because i wanted them to win um <laughs> the story required it here's, um, here's what i have to say about this they did people, get trained by them so at the beginning of the fight, they said, you think you're going to stop us? We're the best Huntsman Atlas. You were, but then you trained us. I think that's, yeah. you know, that's a corny line, but I think that's a solid logic of the story. Um, I think so. Right? People, like, people underestimate. Like- I think people don't understand that Team Ruby are some of the most powerful people in the world at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, am I wrong? Yeah. Like, they, 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 there's, like they, have, they have special abilities. They're on yeah. the front lines of the most important conflict in the world. And they've been, it's season seven. Like, I think Team Ruby can take down top Huntsman now. And, I don't and they've also they- been fighting in, like, weird yeah. circumstances, you know, like, in, like, woods and with unpredictable elements, rather than Aesop's are probably doing a lot of fighting on their terms in a city in atlas you know another thing is we've seen that aesop's strength is fighting together and ruby isolated them and stuff yeah exactly there's also i think that they just this episode is really emphasizing that team ruby's just a lot more in sync they're like really Mm -hmm. good at like doing combos and working together and protecting each other like all like this episode anytime that the team ruby was going to get hit they protected each other and anytime the aesop's got hit they were alone and that was like the emphasis of this fight and i think they really did that I think that was more, that was more, that was the more the point of the fight than them just being like, oh, we're better than you now. Like, it was like, oh, you guys don't get what we need to do. We need to work together to win and beat Salem. Yeah. And, and this relates back to the beginning of the season when the Aesops are like, we, we're not friends. We're just like, yeah. yeah. And Team Ruby's like, we love each other. So, you know, they, <laughs> they are trying to tie a lot back to the beginning of the season. And yeah, like, like Maddie said, they introduce, they uh, have these combo moments where, uh, Blake and Yang, we talked about that. They do like, um, the, the, these moves together and launch off each other and stuff. And then, uh, you know, my favorite parts of the episode, of course, Ruby and Weiss fighting, uh, Her- not, the, not, in, not in general, but two sp- <laughs> like specific moments, Ruby and Weiss fighting Harriet and Marrow. Um, there's a, there's a part where Ruby saves Weiss when Mara, Mara launches like his weapon. And it's honestly like, I made this, I'm going to make this the screenshot. If you like do it like a frame by frame on that's that, that scene of like Ruby, like deflecting, that weapon in front of Weiss, it's like su- oh, absolutely gorgeous. Like for like a yeah. five second thing, mm-hmm. the level of detail that they're putting they're putting into the show now it's remarkable. Um, is remarkable, especially relative to the writing. But um, but I did who what? Huh? <laughs> but uh, it it's it's it, yeah, like and and then Weiss returns the favor at the end and saves Ruby by knocking Harriet out with the the, the ice wall, which I think makes a lot of sense. Take out the speed character by putting a thing up in front of them. They run into it. It's very logical. Uh, it's, it's very anticlimactic in like a really satisfying way. Yeah, yeah. that's that's how I felt. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you have a great analysis with that. The, the strength that Team Ruby is displaying is working together with their 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 partner teams. Um, yeah. And that's like the number one thing I care about in the show are the, the two pairs. So um, despite, you know, them fluctuating on how much they want to get into romantic uh, aspects with the, the two of them, um, I think that... Um, this is uh, end of the season. Focus on the strongest aspect of the show. Focus on what makes Steam Ruby great. Um, yeah, just in general, like re- really great fights. Weiss says, "This is my home, and I'm not giving up without a fight." Um, Weiss. Some people think Weiss was really good this season and really focused on. Um, I, I think Weiss was was not super. Like I think all of Team Ruby was pretty sidelined in the middle of the season. Um, but I think Weiss had had her moments. But there's been a minor i think undercurrent of weiss's relationship to atlas and her family and so i think this referencing that is good i guess um yeah yeah i don't know this is a big disconnect I, between people who love the season and don't i think. i i think there's also a disconnect here in the writing under i hate to bring this up too in that weiss is a schnee 
fighting a Faunus who is calling her out for being a Shni and fighting him and the authority, like, getting the way she wants. And it's just like, and Weiss is just like, this is my home. And it's just like, Weiss, you're better than this. You know there's a lot more to it than that. Like, there's a lot more to this because he's, he's, like, Marrow specifically is saying a lot more than that. Yeah, they had scenes, they had that scene earlier in the season, too, talking about Fauna stuff, Fauna's relation stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. I mean, I think Marrow is, is, knows there's more depth to Weiss than that, but is kind of like taunting her. Um, I, but yeah, it's, they, they should have, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. They should have put It's not nearly as bad as anything else, like the other things in this episode, but it's just like, it feels like, it feels a little loose of some I, of I agree. Stuff. Yeah. I, I, that's a good way of putting it. I think it's, it's pretty loose. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just in general, the, these fights are, um, I think this is the most, uh, people talk always about Ruby fights being fluid. I feel like the, mm-hmm. to me, this was like the most fluid Ruby fights have almost ever been. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm really excited to see Neo next episode. If this is how fluid her fights are going to be now. Cause Neo, like her whole thing was just like, she fights very fluidly. And if we see her just like taking down like four people at once, like four people I don't really like, I think I'm going to like enjoy that a lot. Yeah, I remember the Neo Cinder fight at the beginning of last season, I think. Oh, that was in the bar. It was Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. that that, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a really fluid, really great fight. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like this these these fights are like even way better I, than that. I'm not sure speaking of Neo, I'm not sure if I'm happy or sad, Dylan, that we didn't like pay off this like chance to yeah, like Okay, let's talk about let's talk about the quick uh orange scene with uh, they're they're looking for Oscar and um Oscar comes out, punches Neo, and it's like uh, that that wasn't uh she was she's just a girl who's Dressing up as someone. Um, and then Oscar takes back the lamp and then Neo like menacingly points an umbrella at them, which I thought was funny. But, uh, yeah. at two main, I think two main talking points. One, how did, uh, how was Oscar able to land a big punch on Neo that like made her <laughs> yeah. back into, into the, like Oscar's, I mean, he has been training, but I don't, unlike Team Ruby, who I he think is like, yeah, these punch. are like, these are like some of the best uh, fighters. Like, I don't think Oscar is one of the best fighters in the world, but, uh, he has been training, I guess. Um, the, uh, yeah, we missed the scene of, uh, it was kind of implied that, uh, Haley's favorite uh most mm-hmm. anticipated scene of Neo dressing <laughs> up as Ruby how kind of happened I, it was off screen I think that's what happened too <laughs> yeah you think because he happened? was like oh like um, a, a girl a, he, she looked like a girl <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely talking about Ruby there was definitely that awkward Rose Garden slash Neo moment are you and happy I'm or sad so, we didn't see it oh so sad because <laughs> it would have just been just so much cringe and <laughs> because of that it would have been amazing um but unfortunately we just got the the after effects of it so yeah <laughs> so funny so funny i wonder if he like well okay here's what i'm trying to figure out now is they seem to have had a fight in that room and then next thing we see is neo oscar is there with Ranger doing her thing and then oscar comes from running around the corner so like did he run away and then he heard voices and went back it's, I, I think the implication is like neo beat him knocked him down or something then came running mm-hmm. back which further confuses this because neo should have known oscar was going to chase her down and try yeah. to punch her it is very illogical <laughs> unless maybe I don't know. Maybe like this is why I think we missed the Rose Garden Neo content. We should we deserved to have because it would have explained. We, we more. deserved it. Uh, again, we deserved, if we deserve anything, it's that nonsense. Yeah, I don't know if that means we're good or bad, but we deserved no. it. Yeah, we we did <laughs> deserve. It. We we waited all season. Yep. Uh, yeah. I I also think there's another scene where like you could have had a similar result with a different like like a different like a different like action with a similar end and. Place for oh, all like not here. have him run like, down just the hall don't have punch connect. And it's just yeah. like she dodges out of the way and does her normal like neo dodgy thing and just is like flipping or yeah. something or cartwheeling. We, we, we gave Oscar a heroic moment, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I guess we had to get the because she also had the lamp. Yeah, yeah, and they got the lamp back. Yeah, like, so they I, I wish that, this fight would be a yeah. lot more interesting. I think if she had the lamp, it would remind me a lot more of um like one of the best parts of um those recent Avengers movies that the, I'm not going to say a lot, but just like that the big fight is based around chasing down an item they're all trying to get an item and if like you have neo the best character at dodging and not being caught running from four heroes trying to get something that's a compelling fight scene that's mm-hmm. a fun action. i think i think we still might get that next, next and we time. might and i would really enjoy it it's just weird that we have this scene to begin with if we are going to do that yeah this is just like a transition into what we'll see from the neo part of the fight last week we could have done without it i think but um yeah. 
this was this was something that the previous episode set up, so you need to include a little bit, I guess. Um, yeah, maybe maybe it'll play better on a binge. Um, but I think it was fine. Like I and I and despite not caring about um Jim and and stuff, I I think uh, I do I did was at least interested <laughs> did, in the scene. I have a question. Did we know that everyone knew Neo's name? Um. Yeah. T- yeah. T- uh, t- Jim's like. Uh, oh, I've I've heard about her. <laughs> and Tora literally says Neapolitan, which no uh, one says. No. I guess they were told. Who told <laughs> they, them? Yeah, that's what they basically said. In this, uh, Team Ruby. Sure. It's like, oh, we fought this what, crazy lady on the train. Yeah, I don't know how they know her name. It's a good point. Like, like we'll have to go back and watch. Because like Yang was like beat up bad by Neo, but like what? <laughs> Maybe that's their nickname for her because she looks like. Uh, okay, that would be fun if it was just Neo and they called her Neo because she looks like that. But then they said Neapolitan, which yeah, Neapolitan is Neapolitan like, ice cream. Yeah, I know. The... It's just like <laughs> they, they, they should put that in there. Yeah, maybe. Wait, next like week that should that. be that would be a fun little fact later, like in post. But I don't know if they're going to do that, Dylan. Like that's fun. Lamp. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe we're missing when uh, everyone learned of yeah. his name, but I don't. Yeah. She didn't I say don't... it. She certainly didn't say it. So you I can't know. I agree. <laughs> so I don't know. Okay. Uh, that, that's that's enough about Oscar. Um, oh, I mean, you know what? You know what? I'm probably forgetting because probably Torchwick said it in like one of the first seasons. Torchwick? Who? Um, okay. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so I the... think, wouldn't they have like, yeah, they probably were around I, and heard yeah, something, think, saw a picture. I, I think it was when Torchwick got eaten by the big Nevermore. Like, I think he was talking about right. Neo. And okay. when, okay. when Ruby was there, okay, I still don't know what you're talking about. Uh, just kidding. Uh, w- the we <laughs> got add that at the end for people. The winter, the winter penny, and then Cinder comes in at the end stuff. Um, I I like they're putting that they're putting Winter and Penny together after they've had some notable scenes this season. Um, I think that's a good idea, and mm. uh, that basically the Penny and Winter are talking about um how much their personal feelings should come into play. And, uh, get to, in general, this makes sense. Uh, Penny is all about being a robot who's learning feelings. So, yes, <laughs> sure. Uh, then at the end, she says, I think it gives me personal feelings when she's about oh, to fight Cinder. Ridiculous. <laughs> Such a bad line. Like, the grammar of that is off. And, yeah, like, she's not a grammar robot, you know. Um, I guess not. It just doesn't. It's just so bad. You know how, we, you know how like, we're going to tie the end of the scene to the theme of the, the scene is we're going to have her say the theme of the scene at the end. I exactly. Do, yeah. At least, you know, the, the silly cake line was just <laughs> at least. what it was. Oh, no. But this uh, is this just. Is, no, this is better than the cake line. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, you're I right, you're absolutely right to compare the two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. Why? Um, Why do they have to do that to Penny? All of this was good until the last line. Uh, but I honestly, I was about the stupid lines. I was laughing at them this episode. Like, so. <laughs> but this is another thing, Dylan, where it's like they could just have a different line and the scene's like really good. Um, yeah, it's a dramatic clearly, scene. This, if this scene has shown anything, it's that them ending on cliches or stale lines is like, uh, you know, something that they absolutely want. It to almost make. feels purposeful at this point. Oh, no, no, it's part, oh, yeah. it's 100% purposeful. <laughs> they, think it's, they think it's funny, though, and good. Like, they think it's good. Um, they do. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> okay. Thanks for getting our point across. Yeah. Just had to communicate that. The uh, <laughs> Cinder breaks into the, the maiden room right as Winter's oh. about to take the maiden powers. Um, seems like they're screwed. Seems like uh, Cinder's going to so. murder Also, them. love Cinder. Oh, man. I missed her so much. <laughs> She's just so great. Well, her outfit in general, but I don't know. She's just like, I just love her as a character. That's all. Yeah, I, I was. Someone was talking. We we're talking about Cinder at some point, and um, I like forgot she <laughs> murdered Pierre. I was like, I love Cinder. Oh wait, <laughs> I know, right? yeah, it's a problematic favorite. Oh wait, uh, sure. to say the least, it is like it's that yeah, you know. She's bad. That's fine. But um, yeah, so this is this is I think this is an intriguing thing heading to the finale. Who's going to get the maiden powers? Honestly, this might be the most intriguing thing because you got all all three are characters that are like pretty good characters and we care about. And then you have the who's going to end up with the maiden powers, which is always an intriguing, um, not in general, the maiden mythology, but like when it gets to these points when it's like who's going to end up with the powers. That's always interesting. So you could argue this is like the most interesting thing heading in the next week, I think. 
Yeah, this is the one I'm most invested in. Although okay, I'm well, let's go over the odds on who who gets up yeah. and who ends up with the maiden. So favorite's got to be Cinder, right? She can just murder all three. Oh, and... I disagree. Yes, but how? In, t- in terms of the logic, where we are right now in the scene. Oh, okay? oh like, like not in terms of genre savvy. It's in terms not of, like, in terms topic. of a meta reading. Of, yeah, like oh, okay. uh, Cinder's uh, about to kill him. So you yeah. think you think she would get it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, also, Winter's the heavy favorite. She's the intended recipient, right? Like she could yeah. maybe yeah, she she ends up transferring it and then they escape. Um, other than that, uh, I think we have some dark horses. You know who else is there is Penny. Penny's Penny there. Is definitely getting it. I think this is one of the things we predicted at the beginning. Like, I think I was telling you, like, two, one of two things has to happen. Either Penny has to join the Happy Huntresses, or she has to get the maiden power to, like, confirm her girl. Validate her as a real girl, yeah. Yeah, and I think that this is a good move. Like, again, I can't believe they're going with this story so strong, Dylan, and then Penny was five feet away from May, and they didn't have a conversation. Yeah, well, we can totally believe it because it's them, but uh, I yeah, you're right, you're right. That would have been a great... No, I, I agree. I think Penny's getting it. Like, I think that makes sense with her character. Like, so far, why have they brought Penny back this season? Because honestly, she's not really do- contributed much to the story. She got framed. That was part of the narrative, but that didn't matter. Um, So I don't think there's a reason mm-hmm. to bring Penny back so far that's been displayed in the season. Other, she, I mean, it's fun to have her around, and her and Ruby have been fun, but um, this, if she got the maiden powers, then it's like, okay, here's why Penny's back. And like, it ties into her whole thing about becoming, like, a real person and, and everything. She's talking you know? about emotions and grappling with them. That's what makes us human. Ooh, you know, I think like you might a, be right. Although I, I don't know how it would work, but I guess, oh, well, maybe you could rationalize it by that she has a symbol. She has a, uh, what's, you know, aura. Like a aura. or yeah, aura, she, whatever. She has so an aura, like, and, and in this yeah. universe, aura is soul, and so I think, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, even beyond that, like, I think all that matters is she thinks she's a maiden, so she can get the maiden powers, and that's all that, the ma- it's magic, who cares? It's, you know, it's something uh, Maddie and I have talked a lot about, uh, va- validation, identity validation through magic, through magic. Ma- it's really mythology. Cool. It's, it's um, honestly, this, this would be very exciting. Like, this is not, like, like this is, like, one of those things where you can do in your storytelling that's, like, one, really easy for you to write, but means so much for the viewer. Like, even though, like, I'm frustrated about May, like, Penny's story is very much not coded, like, fairly been coded, but it's, like, she's struggling with a lot of dysphoric ideas. And, like, and like this idea of, like, giving her the maiden power is just so empowering to me as an idea. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so too, and and yeah, we did talk about. I think we talked about this exact thing like pretty early on in the season. Yeah, I think um, we talked about like the episode we saw the Winter Maiden, like like we immediately talked very, about. Yeah, something. interesting that we're going to be right about potentially right about a lot this season, despite um like <laughs> the middle How of the season. The middle com- like yeah, because it's because <laughs> they because they, they, they didn't yeah the middle doesn't matter. So they just went back to the stuff in the beginning. I will say that the Salem coming back I think is a big blind spot, but we'll see if she even ends shows up in the finale. Um, oh no, we were wrong with the satellite, Dylan. We were really wrong about the satellite. We got one more week for it to launch, you know? <laughs> got one more week. Oh, if that thing doesn't shoot into the sky, <laughs> I'd be so angry. Oh, we'll, we'll be checking in with Haley about the satellite. Oh, you better. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, oh, and, and then I think the, the last one people have talked about is, is Weiss, if Winter gets it and then gets killed and she's thinking of Weiss. Um, I still, I still don't think they're doing the Ruby ends up with the Maidens, or at least they're not doing that right now. I don't know. So, um, yeah, anything's think, possible. Like, I, there's only two. Like, only right now, only one person seems like likely to have a Maiden power, and I'm like fairly certain it's Yang. Like, maybe like Raven dies and Yang gets it, but that's like the only one that seems possible. Yeah, we, for we, me. we we had a brief speculation of what if Ruby already has one of the Maiden. Yeah, from her mom. right. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, but I mean, like, I think that's possible with them giving her like already Silver Eyes and stuff. Yeah. Um, definitely think it's Penny. This is, uh, very intrigued by the storyline. And, uh, that, you know, then, oh, I, and speaking of the things leading into the finale, we had the end of the Ruby scene where they, we know that they're splitting up. Blake and Yang are doing something. Ruby and Weiss are doing something. Blake and Yang are going to look for the others, they say. Um, presumably that's, uh, Jim and friends. Yeah. And, uh, then, or maybe they, maybe that means Crow and stuff too. Um, mm-hmm. Ruby and Weiss, they brief, they, it's not, I think it's not clear. I was trying to figure out, like, they, they mentioned going after Ironwood and then they also talk about the Winter Maiden. Um, I think then, they're going to go to Winter Maiden. And then Pie- Pietro and Maria come out. But, um, yeah. yeah, they're doing, they're doing something. Maria had like actually like, one of the funniest lines of the episode. Like, I think she actually was pretty funny when she came in. She's like, now they're going to ask us to help. 
I think. Yeah, but like, where have you been, Mary? Yeah, no, no, no. I I was more like, I think it's funny just because, like, where have you been? Like, how'd you get up here? Like, I didn't see you get on any of these ships. Uh, Yeah, whatever. Um, Yeah, a little baffled that Maria's part of the season, but we maybe they'll go after Ironwood or something. So, well, part of we even we even talked about the Crow Clover stuff in detail, but Crow vows revenge on Ironwood at the Mm -hmm. in the final scene. So, um, if if Ruby and Weiss are going after the cinder and the maiden stuff then i think we would have crow confronting ironwood as like the final True. component i um, think but or is salem coming in none of this gosh is there's just too much how are they gonna do this in one episode i don't they're not I, I, my my guess is salem doesn't show up until the very end so the, we do pay off all these things we're talking about and then salem's there or i don't know someone's like what if salem isn't coming after all and but uh i don't know so i'm thinking I, I, the the final thing is going to be focused around the Winter Maiden rather than Salem. But then there's all like the staff stuff and there's the staff the stuff. I think, that relates to, I think that relates to Ironwood. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So I, I think that's I really all tied together. Know. You've Ironwood and Iron, Ironwood is kind of framed as the main villain of the season at the end. Of when mm-hmm. Crow likes it. And Crow is someone who is friends with Ironwood was uh, mm-hmm. had a past with him. And he's, uh, say I'm going to take Ironwood down kind of seeming like one of our, our main adversaries at the end. Um, that's yeah. Ironwood crow, the staff that, that Don't relic, Tyrion. and then yeah, I, I the think satellite see Tyrion again, um, the satellite, uh, Robin who knows? Salem. And, and then um, I think Robin might be out of it. And then we've the other relic and Neo and uh, Oscar and stuff that might converge with Ironwood stuff. Uh, the relics i don't know and then you have all the maiden stuff um all the, i don't know all it's interesting to me like um, it's all interesting but like yeah. how how did we go from having kind of a slow season and being confused about majority of what was happening and then everything happened because like, we're doing the stuff that the show's good at out. <laughs> we're just doing the stuff the show's good out now and, and apparently they're good at doing the thing they're good at yeah yeah which we should always do um <laughs> Yeah, so maybe I, I get, hour long episode and all of our fears. Yeah, I mean, finales, you know, typically are more like 30 minutes or the finale. Yeah. yeah, so, but uh, the, the Crow, Crow Clover, I mean, you know, the, uh, I think the only thing we didn't really talk about with Crow Clover is the splash screen. Um, is the I, moment I, I don't I, want to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a notable visual, a reminiscent of. It's again very pretty, <laughs> Dylan, and I hate it. Adam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it was notable how much blood there was. Uh, Ruby's a yeah. I'll go live for like minutes afterwards. Yeah, he 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 lived to say good luck at then. So there you go. You had to. His luck was good enough that he could say good luck. Yeah, also, what exactly. did his good luck siblings do if he still got stabbed? He didn't. Didn't do anything. I guess he was counteracted <laughs> by Crow, but um, didn't do anything. That's why I was dumb. <laughs> yeah. <what> was- <laughs> Okay. I feel justified. I feel justified. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I okay. Um, I think that's good. I mean, any other finale speculation? I mean, we've killed two major characters so far this season. Watts, does he count? Sure. Clover. More, <laughs> Winter still could absolutely die. Um, yeah. Top yeah. of our list, probably. I think that would be unfortunate. I think that, like, I I almost said, like, I think what's going to happen, and I think I'll say instead, what I think would be good if it happened um, is if during, like, the Penny-Cinder uh, Winter fight, like, we actually pay off this thing where, like, Penny's just showing that she's a better person than Winter, better at showing her emotions, better at being, like, following her moral compass. And, like, part of this fight is that the Winter Maiden was starting to wake up at the beginning. Like, like she wakes up and she starts getting attacked and Penny, like, saves her, protects her. And so in that moment, the Winter Maiden chooses, like, when I die, I'm choosing Penny. You know what I mean? So, like, she So the, the old it. lady chooses Penny, yeah. Yeah, like, I even mean, though she still dies, she still, like, she chooses to be, like, I'm choosing Penny over w- Winter. Like, mm-hmm. Penny's a good person. I mean, the other, the other way or that could easily go Or she just happens to look at her. <laughs> yeah, she's... Yeah, no, because like, really, why do they need the tube thing again? I think again? that's what they're... Yeah, I don't know what they were doing with that. that, that they, they did had that with, with Pyrrha. Oh, yeah, they did that, yeah. But, like... I think that was my thinking about that. If I'm remembering right, I might not be, but I'm I'm imagining it's because they don't like they want to ensure it that it goes over. So there's something going on there. But it seems like the really important thing is who you're thinking about. So yeah, yeah. Like if Winter's in the tube, but she thinks about oh the pizza delivery guy, like it's gonna happen anyway. So 
And I think, ah. like, they said that, like, usually the last person you're thinking of is the person you're seeing. And I think that's yeah. fine. That but, like, like, but I think it's a lot more interesting if, like, Cinder kills her and, like, and, like, the Winter Maiden's, like, looking at Cinder and then Penny gets the power because she's, like, I'm not thinking, I'm thinking of the person who was nice and saved me and was a good person, even though you're, like, killing me right in front of me. Yeah, because I don't think we've seen it. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we've seen the no. power transfer where they are, like, really focused on the fact that, like, where the, where the Maiden knows the lore. You know, like, I think we saw the Fall Maiden when it went to Cinder. Like, she theoretically knew that whoever she was thinking about it would go to Cinder. But that was a more, like, traumatic, yeah. uh, like, Ever, like frazzled Everyone knows moment. the mythology. Of yeah. Amber, Amber, Amber the was, like, is there and Amber was tra- traumatized. Like, I don't blame Amber for Cinder getting the power. Cinder, exactly, like, yeah. Amber so had an awful yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we'll see. I mean, obviously, also Penny could be uh, Winter could get the the power, and then Penny could be yeah. protecting her, and then Winter yeah. dies, and she thinks of Penny because exactly. they're bond this season. But um, let's not kill Winter. I would like I would like to not do that. Uh, Sorry, too late. We shall see. <laughs> yeah, she was doomed the minute the season began with the maiden. Okay, uh, Haley. Final thoughts on with friends like these. All about friendship, by the way. That was the big yeah, thing. Yeah, all these, all this stuff about title, though. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think if you don't think about the Clover stuff, it was, in my opinion, I, th- I think this is my favorite episode of the season. Um, just upon like just watching and enjoying it, the ending definitely tempered that. I think, I, I think, like you were saying, Dylan, I think it's totally valid for people to discount the whole episode because of that moment for me i'm i'm not viewing it that way but i think there were really good moments in this um yeah i but i just have no clue what's like i feel like i have general predictions for next week but i absolutely have no clue what's happening because so much is happening (laughs) so so. i'm along for the ride but i do i i do like all of the potential in the storylines right now so I think that's a good ending of the season, at least. Nice. I like where people ended up. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Maddie, final thoughts? I don't have... Like, okay, I hate the Clover stuff, but I'm really impressed with the whole team. They're really... Like, the whole actual animation team, the production team, they're really stepping it up. The music, the, the art, the animation, like, it's just so fluid and it's clear that they're putting a lot of thought in all these fight scenes. Like I have this sense of like everyone in the room is constantly thinking about where they are thinking about everything around them. And that's just like something that I think was really captured at the beginning of Ruby and they're doing it really well here. And I think that that's really great and impressive. And I think that that's great. They did that. And this episode really is amazing for it. I just really wish that, the team that's working on all the animation, the team that has all this focus. And I know that people on the team really love like Bumblebee and all that stuff. And I'm sure there were lovers of fair game on the team too. I wish that those voices were being listened to more because it feels like there's so much effort and love and care being put into these characters. And somewhere it's just getting like broken on the track here to production through production. And it's very frustrating. Yeah. That's, that's 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 good um there you echo echo all that i uh, yeah i think um again not that it would fix stuff all problems with the season as talked about but i think we are in more dire need than ever of a bumblebee explicit culmination next week and i already thought that and this week doubles it and i think it's coming i think that's uh you know i've been uh Opti- blindly optimistically predicting it every week this season so why not continue uh i can't imagine that they wrote this episode this way with the intent to not pay off bumblebee this uh next week um <laughs> and then they tell you next week that uh they were planning they, to but something came cut, up cut to cut to cut to next week i can't believe they didn't pay it off uh, <laughs> the people who are listening to the podcast like one after the other you're in for a ride 
Uh, yeah, I, the only way that they don't do it is if they view the seasons again in a completely unrealistic way and they think next season counts as the season. Um, but that's stupid. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see next week. You know, the whole, this whole season has been leading to Blake and Yang admitting their feelings to each other and kissing next week. I strongly believe that having watched the season, unfortunately, week to week and now just getting kind of. And, uh, so this is. <laughs> It would not make sense if it would not make as much, it would not make as little sense as Crow siding with the serial killer, killer, but it would be almost that if they did not pay off Bumblebee <laughs> next week. Well, they did already take basically the bulk of this season's storyline and, and like explicitly say it was pointless. So maybe that applies to Bumblebee too. It might. <laughs> That'd yeah. be fun. Okay, so, uh, you know, either, I think next week's podcast, what, if Bumblebee happens, there's going to be a lot of uh, intense feelings about it. If it doesn't happen, there will be a lot of intense feelings of <laughs> anger. So you, that, one of the most uh, charged podcasts, notable podcasts. Set your timers. Week, probably, yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. Okay. Let us know what you thought of this episode. I will say... Do not invalidate people's feelings about this episode. Uh, you will be, I mean, I've been aggressively deleting comments this season, as people have seen. So uh, if uh, definitely delete that, don't do it. Uh, be, be nice to people. Them not liking an episode does not mean that uh, they deserve any sort of hatred from you. So uh, this, this can't believe that needs to be said in the re fandom, but. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, overlyanimated.com, youtube.com slash overlyanimated. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, no, Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to our current patrons, especially our page of the podcast, Phonician, aka Fusion, and thanks to our patrons, like producers, Ryan Seabox, Beatrice, C. Michael, and Needle. The last Ruby recap, episode recap next week. We'll see how it goes. It'll be fun one way or another, right? So be there. Yep. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.